God gives them a promise. And he says, listen, you need to understand what I'm going to do in the midst of your current circumstance. So I'm going to give you a promise because he wants to change their outlook by telling them their outcome. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue to look at what do you do when your back is up against a wall. And Pastor, as you uh, so beautifully pointed out, knowing what Scripture says and what promises are ours can really help us when we're in the midst of you know a, a difficult situation, when we feel like our back is up against the wall. Is there maybe passages of scripture that you go to when you're feeling that way? Promises that uh, you know are yours? Oh, yeah. Plenty of promises. Now, it's not true that every promise is mine. Yeah. Uh, but there are some promises that he has made uh, that we can uh, accept for ourselves and and believe and trust God to do it. Uh, so, for example, uh, in Philippians chapter uh, 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I had a marriage counseling. The man said, uh, you know, I can't love her like I used to. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, one of the first questions I asked them is, are you a believer? Yes. You believe the word of God? Yes. So when he said that, I said, you're being inconsistent. He said, what are you talking about? You said you can't. Why don't you tell the truth? Say that you won't. Oh, no, no, it's not that I won't. I can't. And I said, well, what does Philippians 4.13 say? And he says, oh, I can do all things. I said, does all things include loving your wife the way Christ loved the church? Well, I can't hear you. Well, I can't hear you. Well, yes. Okay, so don't say you can't. Yeah. You know, and so that's, we stand on a promise. See, a promise will change a person. You ever see a young lady who's gotten a F19 carat diamond engagement ring? Changes uh, everything. everything about her. She's off of the market. Her praise is different. You know, she puts up her hand and shows that ring, you know, praise the Lord and wiggles that finger. Man, you know, it changes it. You know, somebody tries to talk to her. Nope. But she's not married yet. She just has the promise of a marriage. And so if she can do that with a ring, I can do that with the Word of God. Well, let's open uh, our Bibles, get into God's Word. We are in Second Chronicles chapter 20 as we continue when your back is up against the wall. Here is Pastor Ford. You may have heard about the man who uh, had no relatives and he was dying. And so he decided that he called the three people who had been in, in the latter years of his life, his doctor, his lawyer, and his pastor. He called them together and he said, now, gentlemen, I only have a couple of days to live, but pastor, when you do my funeral, uh, I want all three of you to know I've got $90,000, but I want to take it with me. And maybe he never heard that uh, you've never seen a hearse uh, dragging a U-Haul. But anyway, he wanted to take it with him. Some of us don't have to worry about that, because if we could take it with us, it'd only burn anyway. You'll get that on the way home. And so he said, I'm going to give each of you $30,000 to put in my casket when I die. So the pastor, he died. The pastor had the funeral. And afterward, they were at the repast at the same table. Uh, So they asked the doctor, did you put the money in the casket? 
He said, well, I know I made a promise to do it, uh, but I put 20,000 in and I kept 10,000. I didn't think it was right to put the whole 30 in there. And he looked at the lawyer and said, what did you do? The lawyer said, well, you know, I, I'm like you, but I kept 20,000. I put 10,000 in the casket. They both looked at the pastor. They said, what did you do? He said, I did what any logical thinking man would do. I took your 10,000 out, your 20,000 out, took my 30,000, wrote a check for 60,000, and put it in the casket. <laughs> and now what's the purpose, Pastor Ford? The purpose is this. We're living in a day when promises don't mean much. Uh, yeah, some of us know what we're talking about. Uh, I, James Ford Jr., take thee, Leslie, and more to be my lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold in sickness and health until death do us part. That was a promise. And, and remember, that was a vow that was made to God. And so the Bible says it's better not to vow than to make a vow and not keep it. I know we got all of our excuses, but we're living in it's such a bad day uh, that Chuck Swindoll said he was walking down the streets of California and saw in a pawn shop a sign that said, wedding rings for rent. Go ahead, look at somebody say, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad, that's bad. Yeah, and, and so fairy tales used to begin once upon a time. Now they begin when I am elected. Yeah, Pastor Oren Lutzer, he likes to say it this way. He said, it gets so cold in Chicago that some of the local politicians have been seen with their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> Go ahead, tell somebody, that's cold, that's cold, that's cold. And so we know we've all signed loan agreements. Uh, we all have car notes and house notes and, and, and now... Uh, come, come on, let's thank God for the smartphone because now we no longer have to lie and tell the children, tell them I'm not here. <laughs> we can see on caller ID, uh-uh, that's an 800 number, uh-uh, I'm not answering that, that's a bill collector. And I thought about it, you know, uh, you, you, you know they used to put the low jacks in the car and, and uh, I mean, before they put low jacks in the car, you could hide your car. Remember when you were two or three months behind on your note? You tell your cousin who lived on the west side, look, when you park your car on the south side, I park my car. Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Look at that. Boy, them halos, you know. And then they repossess your car, and then, you know, they sell it. If they don't get all the money, then they call you and they say, we sold the car, and uh, you owe us $5,000. Now, here's what I think. It's just me. It's just me. This is where I think. If I didn't pay you when I had the car, what makes you think I'm going to pay you and I don't have it? Okay, that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. My point is, we're living in a day when promises don't mean what they used to mean. Uh, so, you know, somebody say, look, uh, uh, I want to tell you something, but you can't tell nobody. Okay, I'll take it to the grave. You tell them in the sanctuary, they done told it in the parking lot. Amen. Or they put it on Facebook. Yeah, or bring it to the prayer meeting, make it spiritual. Lord, we're praying for Sister Smith. I know she told me not to tell anybody, but I get the saints in this because he blacked her eye. 
Yeah, and so we don't even keep the promises that we make to ourselves anymore. I'm going to live for the Lord. I like what Vance Havner said. Yeah, a lot of people are living for the Lord. Right. Yeah, if you want a, a fellowship with the average believer, you got to backslide to do it. And I tell you all the time, and I say it again, let me get my Bible study plug, that too many of us are content uh, to hook up with Lucius Lion and his empire instead of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Yeah, we don't even keep the promises to ourselves. You promise you wait for Mr. Right. Why you settle for Mr. Right now? Mm -hmm. We don't even keep the promises to ourselves. You know what I find? Say, what you find, Pastor? There are three areas in which it's very hard to get people to keep their promises. When they're madly in love, when they're drunk, and when they're running for office. Amen. <laughs> Okay. I'm so glad that God is not like that. Amen. I said, I'm so glad that God is not like that. Amen. That when God gives you a promise, you can take it to the bank. That God speaks with a voice that does not stutter. Uh, that God, oh man, I'll tell you what. See, because I can trust God, I don't live on explanation. I just live on promises. Yes. He don't have to explain how he's going to work it out, when he's going to work it out, who he's going to work it out with, how's he going to do it. I'll leave that all up to him. I just stand upon his word. I'm going to tell you what I do. I put my name in the promise. Yeah, that, that, that my God shall supply all Pastor James for junior needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Yeah, Pastor Ford can do all things through Christ who stopped with my name in the promise. Why, Pastor Ford? I'm glad you asked. You ask intelligent questions because 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Oh, you missed that. By us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me read it again. For all the promises in him, who's him? Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, the one who died, buried, rose again, third day. All the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. In other words, we're supposed to give God glory because we should run around testifying that when I was sick, he healed me. Uh, that when I was worried, uh, he gave me confidence. That whenever I was down and out, he made me up and out. That whenever I was the tail, he made me the head. That God healed me. That God delivered me. That God provided for me. That I'm preaching myself. Yeah. Now, 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 since I can't get most of you to Bible study, I brought Bible study to you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and so I was thinking about it. And I said, you know, why does God give us promises? Now, there are a multitudinous, is that a real word, multitudinous? That's what I can really say. If it ain't, it is not. Multitudinous. Amen. We're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and uh, our producer did look that up. It actually is a word, multitudinous. So thanks, Amy. We're going to get back to this teaching from Pastor Ford in just one moment. Uh, if you ever have a question about something you hear on the broadcast or maybe about following Christ, living out the Christian life, you can always ask your question of Pastor Ford by coming to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, 
and clicking on the contact link. We'll make sure that he sees that, and who knows? Might uh, end up answering that question on a future broadcast. Again, treasuretruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Again, here is Pastor Ford. Promises of God. I'm just going to give you 10. Can I give you 10? Say, give us 10. Yeah, here's why. Why does God give us, number one, to set forth Jesus Christ. So what are you talking about? Uh, Because uh, John chapter 5, verse 39, he said to the Pharisees, uh, search the scripture, for in them you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. That's what Jesus said. He said all the scripture is about him. So go from Genesis 3.15, Proto-Euangelium. You can actually start at Genesis 1.1 through 3 and see the person of Jesus Christ uh, in scripture. Every page, every verse screams out Jesus Christ. So God gives us promises so that we can see Jesus everywhere. Secondly, to seal history. That is, history is his story. In Isaiah 48, 3, here's what he says. I have declared uh, the former things from the beginning. Here's what God wants us to know. I gave you a promise because I did everything already. See, you live in time, past, present, and future, but I live in eternity, and so uh, time has no meaning to me. And so, you know, I control time. So here's what I want you to know. I already told you what the end is from the beginning so that even at the beginning, you will live like you're at the end. Okay, you can get that one. In other words, God said... It hasn't happened yet for you, but I need you to know that I already declared what the end is going to be. I love that. You want to know why? Because I win. I know that I win. I open up the book of Revelation and it says we won. We won. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory because Jesus Christ already won the battle. I'm already a victor. I'm already a conqueror. I'm more and conquer through him that loved me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, to show his character. Number four, to supply our needs. Philippians 4, 19. Three is show his character. I already said three. I gave you one and two and three. One, two, three, four. Miss one. To supply our needs, Philippians 4, 19. Now my God shall supply all. What does all mean? All means all, that's all, all means. All our needs according to his riches and glory. Number five, to share his power. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think according to his mighty working power in us. To set our affection on him. Psalm 37, 4. Delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That is, you want something for God, God wants something for you. And God said, put up or shut up. He says, you delight yourself in me. I'll give you anything that you want as long as you delight yourself in me. Number seven, to shape us so we conform to his word. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Number eight, to sustain us when trouble comes. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Anybody reading the Bible? But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Then, number nine, to show us our destiny. Genesis 12, one through three. He came to Abraham and he said, listen, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make you a great name. I'm going to make you a great nature. I'm going to make you a great nurturer. I'm going to make a whole nation out of you. 
I'm going to give you a destiny. And then number 10, to see if we believe him. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God has obligated himself to fulfill his promises. Here's what he says in Psalm 138 2b. I have exalted my word above all my name. He's saying this book, this word is more important to him than his name. Now, now what about that name? That name that's greater than every name. That the sound of that name every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory. He said I put this word of God's not dropping the mic. He's dropping the word. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and why? Because your name is only as good as your word. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. There are folk who come to you and say, look, can I borrow $100? And you say, bam, here it is. There's some folk that come to you and say, can I borrow $100? And you say, I don't have it. Yeah. So Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel are in trouble. Their back is up against the wall. Here's what we saw in the first message. You focus on the person of God. And so everything that we talked about in that first message can be summarized in Matthew 6, 33. One of my favorite verses. I know you say, yeah, it must be because you, every time you get a chance, you always quote in that verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then we looked at being fervent in prayer to God. That was our second message. And listen, if you pray, you won't worry. And if you worry, you won't pray. Now, let's move on. Here's the third one. Faith in the promises of God. In verses 13 through 17, God gives them a promise. And he says, listen, you need to understand what I'm going to do in the midst of your current circumstance. So I'm going to give you a promise. Man, a promise. Now, now, now what's it designed to do? Now, if you don't get this, you're going to miss everything. Why did God give them this promise? Because he wants to change their outlook by telling them their outcome. Let me say it on this side. He wants to change their outlook by telling them their outcome. Amen. You say, how in the world, verse 3a, uh, uh, and Jehoshaphat feared. Uh, so the outlook looked bleak. But then he gives them the promise in 13 through 17. And then what happens in verse 20? And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, O ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord thy God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. I want you to see what happened to him. I want you to see that his outlook was bleak in verse 3. He was afraid. He was scared. Uh, but in verse 20 now, he's not talking about the enemy. He's talking about, listen, let me tell you what I found out when God gave this promise in 13 through 7. It doesn't just apply to our three enemies, the Ammonites and the Moabites, the Termites, the Shilites, and the Mosquito Bites. It just doesn't refer to them. No, no, no. Every area of your life can prosper when you believe the promise that, in other words, he took it further than the enemy that was present. 
He said, if God can do this, then he can do that. Because whatever God did back then, God can do now. And whatever God does now, he can do it in the future. Can I get a witness? <laughs> yeah. And, and so what do you want them to do? You can't let your right now stop your not yet. See, if you focus on the not yet, it'll ruin... I mean, if you focus on the right now, it'll ruin your not yet. But if you focus on the not yet, it'll change your right now. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Help me preach this. Neighbor, you can't embrace your destiny holding on to your history. Yeah. I was watching uh, the Discovery Channel. I love Discovery Channel. So the guy gets on. He says, uh, today we're going to talk about it. And then he talks about it. I'm wondering, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And he says, the shark. And then he says something that was just interesting to me. He said, sharks grow in direct proportion to the environment in which they are placed. I said, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. He said, so when you take a shark and put him in an aquarium, then he grows in proportion to the environment, which means then he only grows two to four feet. He will be two to four feet for the rest of his life because of the aquarium environment. He said, but you could take that same shark, even if he's grown, and put him in the ocean, and he will go from four feet to eight to 14 feet because you've increased his environment. You increase his capacity for growth. I said, look what God is doing. See, their destiny has been downsized because of their environment. But God places them in the ocean of his promise, takes them from the aquarium of their problems, and their faith grows. Boy, it is so often in those environments where we are struggling through those problems that our faith does grow, right? That's what our message is about. It's called When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And if you missed any of the previous broadcasts in the short little series, you can always listen to each and every one when you come to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org, treasuretruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, there are a lot of places that we can choose to put our money and to expect some sort of uh, return on investment. But when we give to Christian Radio, to Moody Radio, and to Treasure Truth, really we're choosing to invest in something that really is kingdom. Of course. Well, what is the gospel? The old preachers used to say the gospel is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah. So when a person gives to Treasure Truth, to Moody Radio, that's exactly what they're doing. They're extending the gospel to individuals who ordinarily would not hear the gospel. Yeah. And, and so that's what you're doing. There's a crown. It's called a soul winner's crown. First Thessalonians 2.19. And it's given to all of those who win souls for Jesus Christ. And when you invest in Moody Radio, that's exactly what you're doing. I think there's going to be a surprise in heaven because yeah. we think, well, I didn't articulate to anyone the good news. And God says, you know, you get this crown because you gave so that someone else could articulate the good news. 
Well, you can give right now by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving and for listening. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thank you.